Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and I want to start out this actually with a quick thank you to all of the listeners. Um, because unless I am mistaken, uh, as of the recording of this episode, we have passed 10,000 listens, which is insane to me. Um, I've only been doing this a little over a year and I've already passed 10,000 listens. That means so much to me and I'm so very glad for all the support. Um... Now, that being said, with me today is Fonsworth. How are you? I'm great. Congratulations on the listens, by the way. That's an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, I am super, super proud of it. Um, For those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Sure. Uh, So I go by Doc Farnsworth on the forums. You can, uh, uh, and I am the uh, Mox boarding house for Portland. I am their community manager for Marvel Crisis Poker. Yes. Um, and let's, let's get the announcement straight out of the way. Do you want to, uh, talk about the big tournament? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, the big news is, is that, uh, we've been awarded an LVO invitational, uh, which will be taking place on August 7th, uh, of this year, 2022. Um, we, the signups are not up just yet. We're still working out the timing of the event event, but it will be up soon. Um, if anyone has any questions, please feel free to get in touch with me. I'm, we'll, we'll I'm no, we'll go over this later. But I, you know, I'm on the forums of Stock Farnsworth, so I'm easy yeah. to find. Mm-hmm. Discord. So yes, uh, that is very, very exciting news. Um, and it's always good to hear about. Like, it's always good to have tos on here. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and just uh, com- you know, if there's anything I've learned over the last couple of years is that community just means so much especially in in miniature games and you know tts has been has been great for that mm-hmm. um and really i think primed to the pump but now that uh in-person play has been starting up again it's been wonderful to see people coming into a game store and actually playing with all these toys yeah uh that i have mm-hmm. and then uh i must ask the ceremonial question uh, what character that is not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see brought into Marvel Crisis Protocol? Yeah, so I, I think I have a little bit of a unique answer, and my answer is Sentinels. Uh, I think uh, it would be awesome to have a whole Sentinel faction, perhaps one with a leadership that allows you to take duplicates of the same character, uh, which I think is very on-brand for the Sentinels. Mm-hmm. You could have leaders like Nimrod and... You could have support characters like Trask, and I think it would be a, I think it would be a fascinating and on-brand uh, uh, affiliation and, and character I'd like to see. Oh yeah, uh huh. Um, I just want some version of a Sentinel to appear so we can be that much closer to having the entire Marvel vs. Capcom three roster. <laughs> now that that's a deep cut, Marvel vs. Capcom three. We are so close. We it's need, been so long since I played that game. We we are missing a Sentinel, uh, uh, Nova, and Shumagrath, I think, are the only ones we're missing at this point. I mean, you got to think that that the Nova's coming. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. That like, who would be the good second leader of the Guardians? And you know, I think like Yondu and Nova are like the two that really come to mind. I did an entire article where I talked about second leader options for all of the affiliations that only have one leader. So you can dig that out of the Across the Bifrost archives if you are interested in looking that. Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah. My my big point, my big flag that I stuck in the ground is that the next Spider-Foes leader should be Prowler. You know, you mentioned that on a recent podcast, and I really like that idea, especially from the Miles Morales perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would be awesome to have someone from his rogues gallery be be the second leader. Yeah. So, and and the other flag I stuck in the ground and said, I know it probably won't happen, but I kind of want like the next Asgard and the next Wakandan leaders to be their bad guy. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, yeah, I always thought, like, you know, we'd get, like, a Jane Foster Thor. Uh-huh. 
as like the second one there. But I think the I think a bad guy would be a, a cool second leader. That's an interesting yeah. That's an interesting take. Like do maybe change up the affiliation. Yeah. Like do a a Malakath or a Hella two or a um God, I can usually pull her wife's name out of the top of my head, but I can't right now. Did you know Hella has a wife in the comics? I did not know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. It's fantastic. Who knew? That's awesome. Yeah. I was hoping for um I was hoping that second the the second Daredevil was gonna be a, another defenders leader. No. But I I I I want Jessica Jones to be the second defenders leader. Ooh, that's a good call. That's that's interesting. You know, I mean I don't know how you would mm, that's interesting. Because then you start can do about a that. more like investigating leadership that deals with oh, like, yeah. scenario and stuff. Yeah, maybe you get some sort of bonus on pay to flips. Well, I was thinking uh, it's you just as you take uh, when interacting with the scenario, your skulls always count as crits. Oh yeah, that, there you go. Yep, that would be awesome. I think that's really uh, that's a really uh, thematic own brand way of bringing Jessica Jones in. Yeah, maybe you box her up with like a, a Luke Cage two. Uh, no, you you do her with Patsy Walker Hellcat. Oh, yep, yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Or the other option is you box her with a Jessica Drew for a Shield. Huh. Uh, because uh, Jessica Drew and uh, in the comics, Jessica Drew and Jessica Jones are very good friends. Okay, yeah. you have read a lot of the comics. I uh, no, I've read a medium amount of the comics. <laughs> a very medium amount of the comics. I have read more than your average like movie watcher, but way less than your like diehard Marvel person. You know. Sure. Um. As I comment about a couple times here or there, I'm much more, when it comes to comics, I'm much more of a DC person. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, uh, some of my comic book friends and I, we, we've had that conversation where it seems like DC has great storylines in their comic books, but fails at the silver screen. Mm-hmm. And it's almost the exact opposite in a lot of ways for Marvel. Well, it's the thing that DC does better than Marvel, and I will fight every, anyone who says otherwise. They do TV way better than Marvel. Marvel does not do. know how to make a TV show. You know, some of their newer stuff is is has been pretty good. I've really enjoyed yeah. some of the new series. Like, uh, WandaVision was incredible. So, WandaVision is, like, the notable exception of the group, where it actually feels like a TV show. But all the other new ones, uh, mm-hmm. Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, have the vibe of, we just made a really long movie that we cut up, and not actually a TV show. Okay. And I can are, see like, that semantic arguments in there, sure. That are large and complex, um, but it's it's and, and those lines have been getting blurrier as streaming and binging and bingeable TV has started being put out more. Um, but it's like I think DC, like across the board has made TV shows that feel like TV shows way more consistently than Marvel. That's, uh, I mean, it's certainly uh, more episodic, right? Um, which, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I grew up on, you know, Firefly and Buffy and well, so those shows. and It's not just that it's episodic, but in their non-episodic shows, I will point towards Titans for this example. Mm-hmm. Um, each episode still has a somatic core that it's playing with in the larger scheme of um, the grand story that they're telling. And the Marvel sure. shows uh, sometimes are like, we're doing this grand story and they forget to have like a thematic core to their episode. That's fair. They look at it as a total runtime and not also looking at it as distinct pieces that need to be satisfying within themselves as well as part of the greater whole. Sure. I'm just thinking of like, 
I don't know. I think I would I would argue with you about Loki, mm-hmm. but I certainly think you're on point for like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll be interesting because Moon Knight releases what the thirtieth of of this month. Yes. Of, uh-huh. of March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens there. Yeah. And they've got a whole slew of shows lined up as well. So. Yeah. Some of it'll which be interesting I to see. am much more worried about it than others. Oh, which ones are you most worried about? Uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Yeah, I think you're right. There's a lot of room for them to miss on that. And especially, I, you know, I would say I think they kind of failed. I think they kind of, I don't know about failed, but I think they kind of missed a little bit on Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, I think they Did absolutely it? punked that. I think it's one of, <laughs> I think it's actively bad. I don't know that I go that far, but I mean, there are definitely some themes in there that they start hinting at that I think they kind of balked at. Well, it's I. I'm more looking. The pacing of that show is horrendous. Yeah. It's it's there are episodes of that show that are forty minutes to wait for a ten minute segment at the end. But it gave us Baron Zemo dancing. Hey. Just because something's bad does not mean it doesn't have good moments. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I can have a nuanced opinion about this. Oh, I am yeah, a critic. For sure. As, uh, you, aren't we all? Uh, I just, I've been doing it, like, uh, putting out actual reviews for, like, six years. And, like, sitting down and doing written reviews for about six years at this point. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I feel a little bit more... Uh, able to call myself a critic, then, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's fair, especially you know once you once you've started doing that type of work. Yeah, I don't get paid for cracks. any of it, but I've I've been doing it anyway because I just fucking love it. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, none of that is what we're here to talk about, technically. That's true. As, as much fun as it is, who did you bring for us to talk about today? I thought we'd talk about Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. Yes. Um, and I wanted to talk about this character because before he came out, uh, a lot there was a there were a lot of people who were who were down on Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I recently decided I wanted to figure out Convocation, so I've been playing them a lot. I'm playing them in the TTS League. Yeah. And Doctor Strange strikes me as this really interesting character because he's, I mean, he is a five threat, so you'd expect that he's good and independent mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but I feel like he's very dependent on being in Convocation. I don't see him splash a lot of places. Um, and I think that he could wind up being a good piece for other affiliations. So we thought he'd be interesting to talk about in, in other affiliations. And we are all about splashing, so we will not be talking about him in Convocations or his other affiliated home, Defenders. <laughs> Which, I mean, why would we anyway? Yeah. Right? Because then you're going leaderless Defenders, and even leader Defenders doesn't seem like the best option competitively. Hey, I'm not always about playing the competitive game, you know? For sure. Um, but let's start talking about affiliations. And are there any that jump out to you as things you want to talk about? Yeah, so, I, I mean, and this is kind of a staple I've used since the game came out, but I often say, how good is this character in Steve Rogers' Avengers? Mm-hmm. And I think for Doctor Strange, the answer is very good. Yeah. Because the... The one, the one superpower he has that he has to pay for is Scalpel of Strange. Mm-hmm. And it is a four-cost teleportation, and he can move you a good distance, and he can use it on friends or enemies. Mm-hmm. And if you're within two, he can teleport you range three. Yeah. And it costs four, and he gets three power every turn. So under Steve Rogers' Avengers, he it's online from turn one, yeah. which can be incredible. Um, it can make him an incredible control piece, especially once we start pairing him with some other people in Avengers. But before we do that, maybe we want to talk about some other affiliations yes. as well. Uh, and I want to go to the exact opposite. I want to go Red Skull Cabal. 
Uh, you know, I mean, that's another really good leadership because it's going to be one that, that can earn him uh, additional power really quickly. And then he will have that up up long term or even have enough power for his spender. Yes. The 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 something something of the Seraphim. Shining circle of the Seraphim. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the one. And That's what I said. It's a brawly team, so having the heal online from the Shining Circle is also very good. And he has a one-cost attack that can be any attack type for six dice at range five. And getting the rebate on that seems very mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah, and that attack hands out poison. Yes. And especially if you can do that turn one to a character, or maybe even two if you're lucky. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, really, really impacts your opponent's power economy for the rest of the game. Oh, yes. For sure. Um, Also, um, this is an expensive affiliation to talk about, but I do want to talk about it. It is uh, Inhumans. Oh, I thought you were going to say X-Force. But yes, Inhumans as well. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know as much about the Inhumans. Um, I know that their leadership ability is a little tricky to play. It's pass power around, right? Yes. And getting three power a turn that you can pass around, and then you have a, um, with like the rate you, which gives you suddenly two range three places on a team. Yeah, that is pretty good. You know, I know you like the jank, and that is definitely janky. Yes. Um, then also, um, that does, yeah, but that, I mean, but the Inhumans have the same problem that X Force does, right? I mean, your your leader's a five point five threat leader, and you've taken a five point splash. Uh-huh. So, so between two characters, you've already spent ten threat, and God help you if you're playing sword based. <laughs> well, the thing about sword base is, as long as we don't have it in our blues. Uh, that means, and, and we, we are trying to always pick our blues if we have priority, that means we always get to pick the point value if we're ever on sword base. That is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Now, other places. Uh, Miles uh, Morales. Everybody's good at Miles Morales. Yep, everyone loves rerolls and being able to reroll skulls. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, um... A force. A force. There's another. There's another affiliation that can give you power. Although, I mean, <laughs> you, we just talked about how how tough it would be in uh, X Force and uh, the Inhumans. So now you've got a six point leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, you've got the ability. You you've got the power economy to start passing some power around yeah. and and bringing his uh, scalpel of strange online a little early. That it is super expensive, but again, we have that power suddenly. Um, I also want to bring up a new criminal syndicate. Mm, yeah, with the new Daredevil, yeah. who is not who is not the leader I wanted for Defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I forget what his. Uh, it is when you're attacking someone contesting an objective, you can reroll one dice on your attack, and it can reroll a a skull. Okay. I mean, rerolls are always good, although, I mean, he does have the ability to reroll all of his dice once anyway. Mm -hmm. Although, I guess it does allow you to be a little bit more surgical. So if you've rolled, you know, three or four successes in a blank or a skull, you can reroll it. So Mm -hmm. that's that's nice. But more of I'm looking at the people around uh, him. Because I I don't think we we are quite a kingpin affiliation. Uh, but no. there is one character who is, I think, in both Cabal and, uh, yeah, is in Cabal and Criminal Syndicate, who I think works very, very well with Strange, which is Omega Red. I guess you are handing out poisons with your daggers, and, you know, Omega Red loves anyone who's poisoned, because he can just instantly give them damage. 
And also, suddenly, Omega Red can do, like, miles of ensnare into scalpel shenanigans to just kidnap a character. That is true. And you can do that on turn one. Uh, in At least in Cabal, you can do that turn one by, instead of teleporting someone, you um, power of the cube and then advance to R&D it all away. Um, and suddenly you mm. have the two powerful and ensnare and the four powerful a scalpel. And suddenly whoever goes up to that middle extract is suddenly in your deployment zone. Yeah. Uh, that could be a really interesting way to reel people in. You probably want another person back there to, to start giving them a real hard time. Uh, yes. There, there are options. Yeah, there are there are a lot of options. I mean, even even Doctor Strange and Omega yeah. Red right there to, to bully them is is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because both of those probably are one move ensnare attack, one move scalpel attack, and suddenly they're in your deployment zone, having taken two attacks from two fairly solid attacks, probably have poison now. It's oh. it is not pretty. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, you could, I, I mean, if you do that, then you could potentially poison someone. Let's see here. What's his, what's his other one? Oh, I mean, that's death factor. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a, that's another option too, right? I mean, you've got a, you've got Strange's, um, uh, the, the daggers of Davaroth are a range five attack. So it is possible if you've positioned yourself well. That you could nail someone on on a point without actually having to move, or you could move once and do it. Yeah. And then you could. Well, that, well if you've used it, then you don't have the power for a scalpel. Mm-hmm. But you could maybe get a couple characters, especially if well, they're sitting on a middle point. If we are, and if you in... could get Omega Red up there, use that death factor, and now you're just auto-dealing damage to them turn one. Well, so here's the thing. If we are in, again, going back to uh, Red Skull Cabal, you can walk up, Deadly Daggers, regain the power because of Red Skull leadership, and then scalpel them off of an advanced R&D. You don't gain power off of Deadly Daggers, though. Uh, You do under Red Skull leadership. Oh, you do under Red Skull leadership. So you do. Yeah, you know, that's that's a pretty sneaky play I don't think a lot of people would see coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to touch on a couple others just quickly. Um, sure. Midnight Suns, he has an abundance of power, so getting a bump each turn mm. to just be wherever he wants to be on top of Scalpel is so much movement. Yeah, you know, and especially on that medium base, right? You know, mm-hmm. that, that bump probably puts you within range of some interesting plays with with those deadly daggers, right? Because you can spend one for the, the daggers and then you have two power left over for a couple of range five, whatever your weakest defenses attacks that are going to poison you. So. Yeah. Um, Asgard, not as much as a, like, we're going to be tanky, even though that suddenly is a very tanky list. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I mean, Doctor Strange is surprisingly t- tanky, right? With his ability to re-roll all his dice and with the Mystic Armor of Strange, yeah. um, you know, he can he basically reverse Pierce's energy and, and yeah. Mystic. Um, so, you know, I mean, with the ability to remove a damage, because you know, I you know, once he's once he starts going down, like you know, uh, like most characters, right? It just kind of snowballs. Yeah, and also he tends to acquire. Uh, acquire conditions like most high threat characters yes uh i i was going to say not as much for that but as just like crew pay to flip just like that's true yeah absolutely <laughs> a a 14 of thor sorcerer supreme and enchantress is a very scary pay to flip 14 and going up into 17 with a valkyrie or just to a 15 with a loki is also just scary. Loki is so gross. Mm-hmm. I try. He's he's a character I try to work into so many of my lists. Yeah. And then finally, I must bring them up because they are my boys. But the spider foes. 
the spider foes. Who doesn't love an offensive reroll? Uh, or, uh, no, you reroll one of your opponent's dice, yes. right? And we have the magical word on our builder of Pierce. So suddenly mm-hmm. we have the option to Pierce two in a single attack on a mystic attack? That's, yeah, that is pretty good. Uh, especially because mystic tends to be the worst defense for most characters. Yeah. Um, but then also it suddenly gives spider foes, which can be a fairly mobile, like a medium mobile team. Like green goblin's Mm -hmm. very mobile, but like a dark arc or a lizard can be a lot slower. Suddenly you give them a range three place for mobility and suddenly you're working magic, you know? Yeah, for sure. Especially with a character like uh, having Mysterio in there. Mm-hmm. Like, Mysterio would love a range 3 place. He's he's now doing so much more on turn 1 yeah. or turn 2 than, than he otherwise would, right? It kind of removes his, his biggest limitation. Yeah. So, we talked about a lot of affiliations there. Are there is there one that jumps out to you? Uh, you know, I, I would say we should probably go either C- Cabal or avengers mm-hmm. um the, the one thing we didn't really talk about but the one thing i think is interesting is if you have a steve avengers and you bring in um uh, sam wilson then suddenly you can drop off for one as well right or airlift yes um which i think is, is what it's called drop off. it is very much which is not drop off which is definitely not drop off um but you can then drop off Doctor Strange on a point who now has three power and a bunch of daggers that can hit basically anybody on the board. You have been reading um, that ability wrong. Have I? Yes. I thought it was a size two. Uh-oh. So, uh, the thing you are you are missing um, is that it only it's basically a range two, uh, a range two place. No, oh, it is a range two place. You were right. Not not range two from wherever your movement ends. That is true. Okay, well, there you go. It's my least used Sam Wilson ability anyway. <laughs> yes. That's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll rule correctly in <laughs> the LVO Invitational. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I I think we have talked about enough jank with it. I want to do Cabal. I agree. I think that sounds like fun. Uh-huh. All right. So, so we we're going to get Red Skull in here. Also, you get the fun thing of if you're standing a Red Skull next to uh, 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 a Doctor Strange or so Supreme, you can hail Hydra energy and mystic attacks into the guy with the mystic armor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, although, you know, Red Skull tends to hang out in back. Is probably not where you want Doctor Strange, but situationally, very, very good. On, uh, on, I mean, and on something maybe, like Gamma Waves, where you're all just clumped together, and your backline and your midline are right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Gamma Waves or yeah, or researcher even. Mm-hmm. I I have made no bones about it. I love Red Skull as a splashable four. He's a great character. Um, you know, he's one of the... There's only three characters in the game that can actually throw Dormammu, and Red yep. Skull is one of them. Uh-huh. But he also has... He's the only character that can hail, uh, do the Hail Hydra effect. No one else can take attacks targeting them and move it to someone else. That is so Red Skull. Uh-huh. And uh, then he I... also has... He can also do his spender every turn. Um, no matter what, just because... Cosmic Cube, Unleash the Cube. And he can reposition his allies. Yep. Yep, now we have two two solid repositions mm-hmm. on the team. And then, we were talking about him earlier. I do think we get Omega Red in here as one of our guys. Yep, I agree. Throw Omega Red in there. That's you know, That sounds good. Again, um, more reposition. This time for our enemies. And just flat damage reduction, more poison. We're just a very annoying poison team. Um, and then we also have sap power off of Red Skull. So that is just very annoying, isn't it? Yeah, it is really annoying. Um, you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but what about Viper? 
Ah, oh, I love me, my Viper. Uh, I mean... Are we going she to does play a lot. Condition? I mean, now, I feel like we're leaning into the poison thing here. Yes. Are we just going uh, to play Condition Red Skull? I mean, conditions are so good right now oh, yeah. in this game. If if we are, we should consider um, Hawkeye. Uh, that was that was not the one I was thinking of, but oh, who were you thinking of? Uh, Crystal. That is another really good choice. Crystal's Crystal's really incredible. Um, but let's let's talk about our interfilation conditions givers first, I think. Um, and there is one condition machine in Cabal that we have to talk about, which is Baron Mordo. Oh, Baron Mordo. He's great. Yeah. Um, I, I've been playing him a lot, and he's surprisingly tanky as well, although you want to keep physical attacks away from him. Uh-huh. But he's he's fours and energy and mystic, so he's really even, good there. Even with the two physical, he has six HP. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, absolutely. But for our case, we are giving out a lot of poison. What is something he can soul bob? Poison. Uh, poison, yeah, for sure. Uh it would be great to yeah, absolutely. I really like him in this in this squad. Mm-hmm. Um not just the soul, for the soul bar, but also for the ferocity of Sidorak. Oh yeah. To to be able to add a couple dice to to someone's attack attacks is just great. And it isn't bleed another one of the conditions that he um. No, so he uh, uh, pops out hex incinerate poison and slow. Hex incinerate poison and slow. Okay, there it is. So um. I I have some janky tech with this guy that I will not talk about here because uh, I will spoil that we are doing an episode on him at some point soon. Um, okay. But there is some jank that you can do with him in certain affiliations. Okay. Well, I am looking forward to hearing that episode. Oh yeah. Um, since we're since we're talking about condition givers. And we were just talking about bleed. Should we just add the other Baron to our list, Baron I, Zemo? I think we always need Baron Zemo in a uh, Cabal list. And then let's talk I'm... about another bleed giver in Cabal. Um, if I'm remembering my characters right, yes. Uh, the new two-pointer bullseye. The two-pointer bullseye? Yes. Um. But yeah, and then uh, other condition givers. Hmm. You know, I don't think he's a condition giver, but someone someone on our team, especially if we're going to have Baron Mordo doing some damage, maybe maybe having Hood on our team. Yeah. That that mystical uh, rapid fire is incredible. Uh-huh. And he gives us um, healing. And he gives us healing, so maybe that frees up uh, uh, one of our tactics cards, and we don't need to bring, and we don't need to consider med pack. Maybe, yeah. Um, but that we are currently eight characters, all affiliated, except for Sorcerer Supreme. Except for Sorcerer Supreme, we're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now I want to come back to someone I talked about earlier, Crystal. Because she not only gives out conditions, but prevents them from shaking conditions. Which seems very annoying. That is super annoying. I haven't played into Crystal too much. I'm pulling up her card now. So she has a range 4 that has a push, a AoE 1 that gives out stun, a range 4 that gives out slow, and then a beam 3 that gives out incinerate. And in Red and, Skull leadership, she can almost always make three attack, uh, two attacks per turn, if not three. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and she's got that that elemental empowerment. I see is yeah. what you're, you're talking about. And not to mention, she's inhuman, so she gets to reroll one a, a die in her attack. And, and she's a long moving flyer. Long moving flyer. That. That'll do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's bring Crystal in. 
That's great. Doesn't she? Does she also have a really good tactics card? Yes, Am and I? We will talk about that in a minute because it's one of Bullseye's favorite cards to be around. Oh, that's great. Um, okay, so we. We could get in. We could get in that Hawkeye we were talking about. We could get in the Hawkeye. Um, who's just again more conditions. Um, or we can get in someone else who jumps out to us. You know. Yeah, um, I. I have to bring up since we are playing condition heavy. I have to bring up my girl, Agent Widow. Agent Widow. Whose Widow's kiss attack is a payoff for having a lot of conditions on a single target because it gets an extra dice for each special condition on a target. And a non-size-restricted push. And a non-size-restricted push. That's... That's really good. And she's got that um, that sneaky ability interrogate. Oh, yeah. Um, which we might be able to use to, to get some extra... Uh -huh. Victory points, although I've, I've never managed to make that work. I, I've i been playing her a fair bit in a very fighty Inhumans list, and she gets it off at least once a game, and it's very good. Oh, yeah, victory points are great. Oh, yeah. I'm really I'm really for victory points. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I accept your terms. Uh, let's throw Black Widow in there. And is that our 10? That's our 10. So our 10 currently are Strange Supreme. Red Skull, Omega Red, Viper, Bear Mordo, Zemo, Bullseye, Hood, and Crystal, and then Black Widow, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. All right. That is a very <laughs> scary <laughs> 10. <laughs> that, that is a, a really interesting 10, for sure. Okay. Um, and I have an immediate tactics card that we're getting in there. Okay, and what's your immediate tactics card? Uh, kick them while they're down. Alright, I'm pulling that card up now. So it's unaffiliated, active. Any character may spend two yep. to play this card. Choose an enemy character. No range restriction on this. When targeting the chosen character with attack uh, with attack this round, ally characters may re roll one dice for each special condition the chosen character has. Yeah, you know, I mean, when, when you go jank, you better lean into it. And I think that that is a great... A great way to do it. Yeah, because we just have so many conditions that we're giving out. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. If we want, yeah, we should really lean into that. So, mm -hmm. I think that's a great, a great card. That's going to help everybody out. So um, what? what let I wanted to get that out of the way, but generally, next up, we go to our crises. Because I find fair. crisis informs tactics cards a fair bit of the time. Um, and I think there is an obvious thing that we want to do, which is Demons Downtown. Demons Downtown. Why, uh, I, I mean, I, I think Gamma Waves. Yeah. Why do you think Demons Downtown? Because I, I have been waffling a little bit on Demons Downtown, because it's a very popular crisis to play, but it's also very low points. No, it's not. It's 19. I meant uh, uh, victory points to score, oh, right? Just points. one per mm -hmm. one per scenario, yeah. Well, but it does provide a lot of points for us to pick from. So, yeah. I mean, you got to love that. Well, so it's we're a fighty team, and we have Bear Mordo. And Incinerate is one of the conditions you can solve up. So at the first action of a round, you can literally choose a character who is standing on a point, and everyone within two of them gets Incinerate. That does seem pretty good. All right. Uh, and also, we are a tall. We we are a Red School Cabal roster that wants to fight. It is a very fighty scenario that will get you into the middle of the board, and uh, uh, make it sure that you're always in range for Red School to do his his big uh, his big spender. Um, you can scalpel people onto redundant point. You can scalpel someone who's like contesting the middle point to contesting their back point that they already have someone on. Yep. Which seems yep. really annoying. Or just scalpel them out into nowhere. Yeah. Um. And for then, sure, and it's and it's close enough that all of Doctor Strange's attacks are always going to be 
really relevant and having his AOE there to heal your team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, will, will be great. And that pairs very well with the ferocity of Sidorak because yeah. it increases the chance of healing. And if you heal, then you don't take the damage from the ferocity. ferocity. Yeah. But okay. I'm also with you on gamma waves. On gamma waves. Just okay. Because we can scalpel somewhere, someone out of the gamma shelters. You know, and I think we've got some other characters uh, like like Widow with Widow's Kiss with those um, restricted size push. We can just push them right, right out of places. And the other thing is we can do a t- sneaky turn one. Um, let me make sure I have my math correctly. Uh, 5, 9, 13, 15. Yeah, so we can do a sneaky turn one, get uh, Omega Red onto their back point. Is that with a? So you would. Oh, is that with? That's with a red skull teleport and a double move. No, um, you double move up to the middle point with it, and then you pass one power using advanced on D over to uh, Mr. Strange. Strange Supreme, and he just walks up and then scalpels Omega right onto their back point. Yeah, there are a lot of tricky ways to to get onto those back points. You can, it's definitely something you got to be careful about whenever you play. Mm-hmm. Gamma waves, but I like that. I like that a lot, right? And then you can, you know, everyone will be clumped up, and you can poison people. Oh yeah. Um, and then our final one is a lot more interesting, though. I think. Uh, yeah, I've just been I've just been looking at them. Um, you know, maybe maybe Terrigen clouds. Yeah, I'm down. Right. With, I mean, we have a fair number of people who are immune to poison. Uh, Crystal is, uh, Omega Red is, so it's like, we have some people we can throw out there that are immune to poison, and we also have a number of people, uh, Red Skull and Strange Supreme, who aren't hurt as badly by, uh, the fact that you get poisoned Mm -hmm. as other people. Yeah, they have different ways of generating power, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing, too, like, you, you know, just leaning into into your uh, Omega Red pick a bit, you know, with that ability to hand out two damage to anybody who has poison. Yeah. Right? You know, Suddenly they that, have a point. Yeah. You anyway, can hurt them with it. Yeah. Suddenly that's three damage from any point if you play it wrong. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm good for that. Okay. So, so you're good with those for our Securus? Yep. Now our Extracts. All right. Well, I think, you know, if we are a fighty team and we do want people grouped up, I mean, uh, researcher seems yes. to be seems to be the way to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, I just want to talk about how we're kind of secretly very good at Mystic Wakanda Nob. We're not like turn one score it good, but we're probably turn two score it good. Well, I mean, I don't know. That maybe depends on the tactics cards we take, right? Because we've got a strange scalpel, mm-hmm. and we have a red skull a place. Red um, and if we're putting it on, say, a viper who has a little teleport that you can add on to that, that's another yep. range too. Or maybe just someone with a long move. Yeah. Well, she also right? has a long move. And a range two place. And a range two place. So maybe we do have a, a janky Mystic Wakanda or turn one play. I, I think we are just short of turn one, but definitely on a turn two. Um, I don't think we... Because of the movement restriction and the fact that we don't have anyone... Um, who can one walk oh, up to yeah. it and then do a movement? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I think we have a very solid turn two hub, which I think against ninety percent of teams is better than they can do. That is true. Although, like, I mean, especially now with Agents of Shield coming out, there are some like they have a turn one herb play. There's a convocation turn one herb play. Mm-hmm. Like turn one herb plays are becoming more common. So they, they are, 
but how do how do I phrase this? It's it's most teams who are not actively playing up do not like have it have the sideboard of a turn one up play in their thing. If that makes mm. sense. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, we have scalpel that we can <laughs> because we've already talked about advanced R and D in this. So we can always, if they do have a setup for a turn one up play, we can massively disrupt it by placing them range three out of position. I, and you know, I have I have played uh, Mystic Wakandan Herb that way before with 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 Strange. Just whenever they get close to their whenever they get close to their uh, vessel, just oh, sorry, you're you're range three away. Yeah, and it's one of them that there's very few things that can interact with it. Uh, let me double check a wording on a card. Uh, and it does not uh, trigger Indomitable. It works around Indomitable. Yeah, because Indomitable is is push or throw. Push or, push or throw? Okay. Yeah, and this is a place. There you go. I like that. Yes. What What would you think about scrolls? I'm down for the last one. Another fighty scenario. Another yeah, another fighty scenario because as soon as it's found, um, the the speed of the character holding it, it becomes short. So you'll really like with our with strange and with all of our, our places and with our ability to reel characters in with characters like Omega red. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get like a black cat that can come in and take it yeah. without being pulled back in and dazed. So, and same goes for same goes for a voodoo, although he'll be a little tougher because of uh, the brother Daniel token. Uh, the one thing I want to bring up is do we go with that or do we go with uh, the higher threat alien ship? That means that they can only, while it could get a long move, that is still, still a move and a, to to reel back in. Yeah, you know, and you still only get you only get one move action. So yep. even if it is a long, that's I mean, if you're a small base character and you take two short moves, that's roughly equivalent to one long move. Mm-hmm. And so, it also deals them damage if they're not attacking. That's right. Um, so I like that mm-hmm. and it incentivizes us to be even fightier. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm in for that one. I, yeah. I like that a lot. That's a much better choice. Cool. And now um, let's talk about, uh, so Dr. Strange Supreme does not have any cards for himself. Nope. So let's talk about Cabal cards. I mean, I think, uh, Cosmic Invigoration oh, has yeah. to be. Is is pretty much an auto include, right? Uh huh. Just getting a double activation with Strange Supreme seems scary. Yes, yes. Uh, it, it, it's funny because you know the um, convocation has the uh, the Book of Cagliostro, which which does something very similar. So, um, and then the other one, the other. Uh, Cabal card that I'm thinking of is Dark Rain. Yeah, we are just so like Cabal heavy. We can absolutely want a good Dark Rain package. Um, yeah, and, and then we are talking. Then we had talked a little bit about Crystal and her custom uh, character specific card. Uh, let me remember the full name. Elemental Infusion. Which Crystal may spend on until this character is dazed or the end of the round when an enemy character that is within three of Crystal suffers damage from an allied effect. Mm. After that effect resolves, it gains one of the following conditions. Incinerate, slow, or stun. Oh, that's great. So you can pop this at the start of a bullseye turn and bullseye can do two attacks. Um, And if he misses... Uh, you can I never miss and it will still trigger this. That's great. 
And then once, yeah, and then once you get some of these conditions on there, then they're just a great target for Baron Mordo. Yes. Also, um, if you do this and then pick up and throw someone, like you do uh, Red Skull Spender into someone and pick up and mm -hmm. throw them, the tick of the damage and the dodge da and and the uh, collision damage both also are enemy effects, so they both also give yes. collisions on top of the attack. Yes. 100%. Um, also, let me reread Red Skull's card quickly. Uh, and also, uh, you're already giving out, you already have the chance to give out the stun condition with Reality Warp in that case, so yeah. <laughs> oh, so take a, take a stun and then an incinerate, and mm -hmm. now your life is just awful. Also, uh, this also works with if they're, if you have like two or Two people in there that you're death factoring, you can play this card before you death factor and suddenly give them incinerate to make your follow-up attacks better. Oh. <laughs> that's that's kind of gross. <laughs> like what? we have oh. so much synergy with this card. Yeah, that's that's a great card to throw in there. Also, um, um very dumb thing that I have done once. You can Elemental Infusion, and then if they attack Ancient Widow, she can potting shot away and give them slow as she's running away slow. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> it is so yeah. mean of a combo. I love it. That's that's fantastic. Just to see the look on your opponent's face when they can't come after her. Yeah. And she's also probably getting into stealth range. Yep. Yep. But, like, those are three very good conditions. And that really, it's going to steal your, either they're going to collect conditions, or it's going to steal their action economy. Oh, yeah. Well, and um, because they're within three of Crystal, because they're, they're within range of the, the effect, they cannot they can't shake, shake them. That's right. Oh, that's good. Yes. So I definitely think we'll um, get that one in there. Um, yeah, that, for sure. Uh... Do we want Hood Gang? You know, that's that's an interesting card. I think we should definitely consider it. Um, uh, you know, I, I find that this is a card that just constantly winds up being like my 11th or 12th card. Yeah. Um, we already have a lot of rerolls. Yeah. But, I mean, more rerolls isn't bad. It's, it's kind of like an extra die. Mm -hmm. um, so... Yeah, let's let's just toss it in for now, and and you know maybe if we find something else, we can we can take it. We can always take it out later if we need yes. to. So we'll get that um, in there. Um, I mean, speaking speaking of uh, dice, uh, if we really want to be fighty, what do you think about like bitter rivals and brace for impact as our two restricteds? Absolutely. I feel like with with hood we can. We can leave them at home. We can leave the. Mm -hmm. We can leave med pack at home. Yeah. There's an argument to be made for field dressing. Um. But I think between Hood and Doctor Strange's Spender, which we're going to get to way more often than you think we are, just because like mm -hmm. plus one power off of his builder, which is already going to build a fair bit of power. Ta-da. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, since we're a fighty team, um, Blind Obsession. I was just looking at that. You know, and I've been, there's a, there's a, a, a little combo that's been going around that almost made me want to try to get Winter Soldier into our list so we can Blind Obsess him from way far away and just start yeah. throwing out six dice mm -hmm. rapid fires. But, you know, we've got Hood, so we can still do six dice rapid fires. And we have Ancient Widow, which is also six dice rapid fires. Which is also six dice rapid fires. Yeah. Uh, and with her ability to uh, possibly hand out conditions with Burning Shot. Yeah, and also, she's another poison giver, because she has her poison cloud that's an AoE 2 that gives out poison on attack resolution. You know, I, I mean, it would also really be, you know, Blind Obsession also wouldn't be a bad card on Bullseye either. No. Um, okay, yeah, I like Blind Obsession in this list. So I have a card that isn't talked about as much anymore that I want to throw out there. Oh, please do. 
Grievous Wounds. Grievous Wounds. Uh, so it, it is uh, a one cost. You uh, declare, you use it when a character is making an attack. If yep. that attack deals damage, uh, for the uh, for the rest of the round, damage cannot be removed uh, from the target character. That is going to be situationally very good. Yes. Right, especially when you're trying to burn down uh, uh, Thanos or, or anyone who's going to be a good target for med pack. Anyone who brings a med pack, this is going to be a great... Also, a great card to play into them. Any field dressing target. Because mm-hmm. you when when you can you can technically play if I'm correctly you can technically play field dressing. You remove the daze token, but then you cannot remove the damage, so they immediately daze again. They immediately daze again. Yeah, that's a that's a crafty play. So it's good against two two restricted cards. It's a great mm-hmm. it's a great counter to those two. Uh, I really like that play. Mm-hmm. Um, Grievous Wounds is is a tricky card. There was another card I was just thinking about, mm-hmm. and it slipped my mind. So that really does us no good. Yeah. Um, um, another one, since we always, since we are going to be a fighting team, but we still want to have no. some success on objective just to stay in the game. Mm-hmm. Psychic Shielding Device. Psychic shielding device. Um, that is the one that prevents uh, mystic damage, right? Or no, being placed. Uh, advanced or pushed by enemy effects. Yes, or pushed. And adds one dice to the your mystic defense. That's pretty good. A, yeah. You know, uh, you know. I wonder if that card is going to start seeing more play now that convocation is. I am surprised it's starting to become more popular. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that doesn't that does surprise me. Um, So the card I was thinking of uh, is sacrifice. Ah, sacrifice is very good. Um, You know, and we are we are a fighty team, Mm -hmm. and having the ability to dictate where some of that damage goes, right? So Mm -hmm. we get a mystic or energy, we can put that into strange. Yep. Seems seems pretty good, right? And then, I mean, you know, you'd never have to play it on Red Skull because he can always just use his his ability to well, to move it on to the, onto people. Let me read Sacrifice again. Uh, okay, so there there is some good and some bad for sacrificing Strange Supreme. Um, because it means that you cannot Iabakamoto the role. Yeah, you cannot re re roll your your defense dice. So I guess that is maybe perhaps a little limiting. Uh huh. But you can still modify your opponent's dice if you roll any wilds. That's true. So yeah, I def- I definitely think that is a very good card, and also just being able to choose where attacks goes is a very powerful ability. So I do think it gets in. Um, but we are now we are now at twelve tactics cards if I'm counting right. I only have ten in here. Oh, let's see here. What what did I have? Got kick them when they're down. That's great. Yep. Cosmic Invigoration, Dark Rain, Advanced R and D was a oh, card we talked about. Advanced R and D is the one I forgot in, and I think that has to replace one of the cards that we already talked about. Yep, we have Elemental Infusion, Hoods yep. Gang, mm-hmm. Bitter Rivals, Brace for Impact, Blind Obsession, Grievous Wounds. Psychic Shielding Device, and Sacrifice. Okay, I don't have PSD and Advanced R&D. I think we need to get Advanced R&D in here. Okay, I agree. And I think we can we can leave Sacrifice, um, especially if Hood's going to be our target. We probably don't want to... Or uh, Doctor Strange is going to be our target. We probably don't want to move uh, damage to too many other characters anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I think we leave PSD behind as well. Although I do like that play. Although you're right, it's very situationally. Mm-hmm. The um, and I think Grievous Wounds will be much more likely for us to use than PSD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more people definitely are going to be bringing uh, some m- amount of med pack. 
right? Like med pack, field dressing, or um, patch up. Patch up is the other one or I was thinking. Or having of, yeah. some type of in-game healing, like a Doctor Strange, uh, normal. A Wong, a hood. A hood, yeah, or a Groot. Or a Groot. It is double belong Groot because they can't Groot themselves and they cannot we are Groot themselves. All right. So yeah. Um. So that's that's a full roster. How do you feel? Uh, you know, I <laughs> I think it's a great it, it I think it's gonna be a very fun list to play. Mm-hmm. Um, it really leans into the into the condition aspect of the game, which is not something I think I've really seen a list do. Uh, but, you know, maybe that's not quite true. I guess Ryan Farmer is running with um, uh, the Web Warriors and the Amazing okay. Spider-Man leadership, right? And just handing out slows. Well, uh, you uh, But we lean into it. You obviously haven't faced up against my pure condition list, uh, leaderless A-Force. No, I I have not. And one thing I would like to do is get a game in at some point. Yes, that would be nice. Um, um, but yeah, now I have a list that is uh, your core is uh, Crystal, Agent Widow, Scarlet Witch, and Hawkeye. Yep. That is some conditions. And then you can still Star Wars Determination. So, Ugh. <laughs> that's I, I, going leaderless. That is so. I, I mean, that is that is such a such a such a big call. Yeah, that is, that is. You're like you know. I don't even need a leader to be you. Well, it was originally uh, uh, unaffiliated. Um. But then it just three of the characters happened to line up in A Force, so now I splash the A Force card. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Like, if you get access to the to the to the to the tech, you need to use it. Uh huh. Well, also, why would you leave I it play. Out? I also have an unaffiliated death and taxes list. An unaffiliated? Did you say death and taxes? Yes. <laughs> okay. What? Uh, what is your unaffiliated death and taxes list? Uh, it is Loki, Groot, uh, and then uh, a bunch of just say no characters like Cassandra Nova and Jean Grey and Deadpool to steal your power and just basically go, no, you can't use superpowers this game. Uh, is Crystal in that list as well to prevent uh, the shaking of conditions? No, because uh, the only condition you actually care about is Root and... Because most of your stuff is coming off of Loki bubble, that is not sure. an actual condition, and then applying root mm-hmm. on top of that. So suddenly they're plus two on all conditions, on all superpowers, and just going like, no, you can't use that half of your card. Oh, you used a superpower. Let me no more mutant set. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> that's gross. Oh yeah, it is. It is very satisfying to play in the most evil way possible. I really appreciate one of the things I really appreciate about you, Lexa, is that you find these really strange lists that I don't think you know other people would really think about that are really going to annoy your opponent. Opponent. Oh yeah, they may not win the game, but they will have a terrible time playing it. <laughs> That's what everyone wants to hear from a community manager. This is not the game I this is what I only bring to like, hey, I'm trying out my competitive roster. Cool, let me put you against the weirdest, most annoying team you have ever faced to see if you can tackle this angle. <laughs> That's you know, great. You know that feeling? Oh yes. Uh yeah, uh, I feel that way every time I lose game. Uh-huh. Um, so yes, but uh, for those at home, our final list is Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, Red Skull, Omega Red, Viper, Bear Mordo, Baron Zemo, Bullseye, Hood, Crystal, Black Widow, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Our tactics cards are Kick em While They're Down, Cosmic Invigoration, Dark Rain, Elemental Infusion, Hood's Gang, Bitter Rivals, Brace for Impact, Blind Obsession, Grievous Wounds, and Advanced R&D. For Secures, we have Gamma Wave Sweep Across the Midwest. 
Uh, demons downtown have all come up and come due, and Terrigen clouds sweep over the city. And then extracts crisis are research station attacked, Mystic Wakandan Herb, fact or fiction, and alien ship crashes in downtown. I, I, this seems like such a fun list. I'm going to play it. I'm going to bring it to our, to our, to our regular night and Fantastic. see how it does. Let me know how it goes. Uh, and oh. if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Uh, I'm Doc Barnsworth on the, uh, on Discord. Uh, and I'm in the, the, I guess the Marvel Crisis Protocol Discord, just the one for the TTS. Um, and then we have a, a really healthy, um, you know, you can also find me on the Mox discords. I am on all three Mox location discords, uh, constantly trying to spam the events we have in Portland to get more people, uh, coming down and playing. Um, and we have a, a pretty healthy, uh, uh, MC PDX discord is what we've been calling it. So, um, that's pretty great. So yeah, if, if you are a player in the Pacific Northwest and interested in playing, uh, in a tournament, we try to run a tournament once a month in the Portland area. Um, that'd be great. And just one more plug for that LVO invitational that we have coming up on August 7th. Yeah. Um, it'd be great to get as many people out as we can. So, mm-hmm. uh, I stay tuned for that and registration should be open here pretty soon. I think. Yep. And also, you are now in the Morlocks Discord. I am now in the Morlocks Discord. Yes, where you can see all of my custom Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff, which is one of the many uh, uh, bonuses that you get from being a patron and supporting me on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash LexAway. On top of that, you get the pile of bonus episodes, which I released, I think it was five bonus episodes in the span of two weeks earlier this month. Uh, where I talked, uh, I had Marcus on to talk about the Batman. I had my good friend, the Logbook Project, to talk about the very important and influential, but not well remembered show, Sanctuary, from the mid two thousand, early uh, to late two uh, thousands. Um, I sat down with the wonderful, wonderful Kyle Clark to talk about the twenty twenty two Scream movie, and I sat down with former guest. Uh, let me remember if I get this right. Well, my name, I'm pretty sure it was who I sat down with uh, to talk about the Uncharted movie. So, yeah, lots of fun. uh, Lots of fun and fantastic bonus content for you to get there. Um, And then if you want to reach out to me, I am Gjipt on all the non-MCP discords, uh, Lexa White on all the MCP discords. If you want to see me do something completely different every other Monday at twitch.tv slash it's Hacker Mike, I'm sitting down and playing board games with my friends and we're currently working through Betrayal Legacy. And then every Saturday and Sunday morning at twitch.tv slash Games, I am sitting down with the titular Codab and we are doing custom Arkham Horror the card game uh, testing and card creation and all that fun stuff. Um, so yeah, and then uh, we still have Leader Out of Their Own Affiliation Month coming up. So if you have a leader you want to bring out of affiliation, reach out to me on Discord and pitch it to me. Um, and we shall see if you are a good fit for the show. Also, you can email the podcast at MP. MorlocksMCP at gmail.com So if you want to reach out to me that way, you can absolutely do that. Um, Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. And keep experimenting, people.